0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is MLB.com Extras, Kansas City
1: Royals edition. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. I'm joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, big news associated with the Royals this week is uh, the pending return of Alex Gordon. As we record this, nothing is set in stone, although it sounds like it could be with the team as soon as Tuesday. Uh, what are your expectations for Gordon as far as uh, – Basically, how much we'll see him here down the stretch.
0: Well, I would expect to kind of start a little bit slow, maybe maybe every other day. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's been playing every day in the minors, but he's been kind of going back and forth from DH to the outfield. Uh, he thinks he's at about 95% right now. Uh, no real reason to rush him. You've got September call-ups. Uh, they right now have actually going to have a glut of outfielders. So uh, I would expect maybe to start off with four times a week, maybe five. Uh, that way you can obviously uh, move Ben Zobrist around and uh, get him his at-bats. And um, and then uh, hopefully by the end of September, uh, Alex uh, Gordon will be at full strength and uh, ready to go for October. I guess you could call Gordon a, a September
1: call-up in that sense. But any mm-hmm. other plans as, as far as uh, roster uh, expansion goes?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Ned Yost has been actually waiting uh, – September 1st, so he can get some uh, extra bullpen help. Uh, they've got some tired arms down there. Ryan Madsen hasn't thrown for, I think, a week now. And, and Greg Hollins had some elbow issues. Wade Davis had some back issues. So uh, Ned's anxious to get some, some more arms up here. Uh, we'll definitely see that. Um, I, he, he indicated we we're not going to see a ton of moves made because he doesn't want to overburden his, his coaching staff with too many bodies. But we'll definitely see some pitchers. Uh, I would guess Terrence Gore will be a lock uh, because of the, that weapon uh, of his speed, um, and you might see a Christian Colón or a Chetler Cuthbert, uh, a middle infielder, uh, in case they want to give uh, uh, Alex Al- Al- Escobar a day off. So you'll see some subtle moves to start off with, and then probably uh, uh, more as, as September goes on.
1: Uh, Johnny Cueto gets the ball in Tuesday's opener versus Detroit. Uh, His last two outings, 12 earned runs, over 11 innings, 21 hits. Uh, Opponents have a 1.162 OPS off him in those two starts. Obviously not the kind of performance the Royals traded for. Of course, they also traded for him at a point where it wasn't so much about what he delivers in the regular season so much as the postseason, so we'll see how that shakes out. But um, what have you made of it's only two starts, but just that it is
0: in the stretch run here. What have you made of those two starts? How concerned? Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely some uh, communication problems going on between him and Sal, Sal Perez behind the plate. clayo um, um, has been shaking him off quite a bit, and especially in the last outing was against Baltimore, whom he never faced before, and one would think that would be a time where a pitcher would just kind of hand the reins over to the catcher and say, you, you put down the signs and I'll throw them. But, uh, there was, there was definitely, uh, we not on the same page that night, um, he got lit up pretty hard, uh, it was, it really the main problem was his cutter, uh, was just kind of going up there spinning, so they're kind of working on some things with his arm angle. Um, no real concern right now, but, you know, if it stretches out to a third straight four start, you know, you going to make people start scratching their heads a little bit, but, um, he is an ace, you know, he is allowed to have slumps just like everyone else, and and so, I think that's why there's not too much of a panic, and, you know, he's, he was brought on board to be the number one starter in October. So mainly just trying to get him in preparation for that. We've got a pretty comfortable lead in the division, uh, still a semi comfortable lead for the the best record in the AL. Um, so they're just going to try to uh, keep keep moving forward here down the stretch in, in September and get him ready and everybody else ready for the playoffs. On the positive side, it, it seems like Cueto's had a
1: an impact uh, on Donovan Ventura. Uh, I don't know. If Sometimes you, you hear stuff from a teammate and, it, and it's hammered home easier than if you hear it from a coach or, or what. But um, it, it seems like that relationship, as we kind of speculated when they traded for Coyo, it seems like it's been a
0: positive. Yeah, it really has. Uh, those, uh, and actually, you can throw Edison volkas into that mix too. because yeah. the three of the three of them are almost inseparable in the clubhouse these days. Uh, they spend a lot of time talking baseball, and you see them, you see them in the dugout too, uh, up on the railing steps. Uh, they're all huddled together and they're talking baseball all the time. and You know, I don't think it's any coincidence, and Nedgios didn't think so either, that that Giordano's best four-game stretch of the season has been his last four, as as he learns a little bit more from Johnny. And uh, and you're right. I mean, sometimes you can hear something from a pitching coach, and Dave Island's a terrific pitching coach, but you can hear it over and over again from him, and it doesn't sink in quite as much as when a teammate says it. And that's probably what's going on with Giordano right now, but... uh, uh, the Royals certainly are, are very pleased with his last four starts, and, and if that's the Johnny Cueto effect, uh, that could be worth the trade, uh, what they gave up in the trade as well. So uh, very encouraging from Yordano, and they hope to see that continue to, through September and October.
1: Uh, you talk about encouraging uh, the last ten games or so from Mike um, hmm. you know There are ebbs and flows of the season, but, but really it was kind of a large sample from the beginning of July to August 18th. Moustak has had a 183 batting average, a 292 on base percentage, a 313 slugging percentage. Obviously not numbers that align with what we saw from him, you know, for much of the first half. Um, but to see him coming on strong here, again, this last week and a half or so, that's a very good sign for this offense.
0: It really is. And, and what you're seeing, too, is him starting to go back and, and driving the ball hard the other way. You mentioned that stretch in July and August. And we kind of noticed it too. His, his spray charts were, he was going, he's pulling, he's really getting pull happy again. Uh, now, it might have been the fact that the league adjusted to him and started hammering him inside, and it's kind of hard to inside out those swings. But we've seen a lot of balls hit rockets to the, the opposite side of the field for Moose. So it went over the Green Monster at uh, Fenway, uh, and, and just a tremendous shot. And he's had, a, he's had, I don't know, three or four doubles. Uh, left field and left center so when he's driving the ball the other way and using the whole field he's a much more complete hitter um he's just been on a tear the last uh, week and a half two weeks and um, they're very excited to have that uh, back in the lineup uh there's this conversation in baseball at least every
1: year if not more frequently about team chemistry and there was a, a a big discussion about it last week uh Bob Nightingale of USA Today wrote a column about uh, team chemistry and, and quoted various people around the league. And uh, David Price is one of those people. He pointed to the Royals specifically, said, uh, "You know, there's a team that has it and, it, and it takes them to a higher place." I know it's something that's that's debated a lot in our industry uh, between the so-called uh, numbers guys and, and the so-called uh, old-school baseball souls. But you know, I've been around that Kansas City clubhouse. You've certainly been around it on an everyday basis. And there is, there's definitely a chemistry there. I, I would, I would definitely argue that it, uh, maybe it doesn't, uh, it doesn't give them more talent than they already have, but I think it allows them to maximize the talent they do have. I'm going to guess you're in agreement on that matter, Jeffrey.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, they, you know, that that's been a buzzword that Dayton Moore has used ever since he got here, and he's been very careful to pick the right players with the right talent, and, and provide a, a good mix in the clubhouse. And you see it, I see it every single day. And, And this is a team where everybody in that clubhouse feels like everyone else has their back. Um, Somebody has a bad game; their first instinct isn't to point fingers, it's to pick that guy up. Um, And it might be a cliche, but good teams, teams that win, all sort of have that kind of chemistry going. And this is a team that has a lot of fun together. You know, it's just it's not all business to them. They're they're a competitive group, but they really have a lot of fun together. Uh, Last year they had you know a theme song which was Archie Eversall's "We Ready." This year it was. Wap and, and, and Trap Queen and the seven thir- 1738 stuff. That, that stuff happens because the guys all get along together. And I think you see this on this team more than anyone. And, and Dayton's very careful about whom he trades for in midseason. You know, he wanted a guy like Ben Menzopis, who's another good clubhouse character, and Johnny Cueto is, has proven that too. So he's not going to bring in anybody that's going to disrupt that flow. Um, and I, I do think, I, you know, there's no statistical thing that you can measure about how many wins that calculates two outs each, each season, but it, uh, it does matter, and we're seeing it with the Royals and, and as they march toward possibly even 100 wins this year.
1: Yeah, and for me, I mean, team chemistry goes beyond, uh, you know, do they have clubhouse dance parties after, <laughs> after victories, and, and it goes into stuff we were talking about earlier with, with Cueto and Ventura. You know, uh, there, there's a veteran helping out a, a younger guy and, and point some things out to him and help him to get his performance to another place. I think that's a that's a level of chemistry, um, and and certainly uh, Dayton Moore's had the magic touch uh, with a lot of guys he's brought in. They've they really, really blended well together, and that's why the Royals are on the verge of their American League Central title. I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us to talk about all of that, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.